0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Jordan Mode. It is I, your host, Jordan Lamb. Today, it's a sunny, no, it's not really a sunny day. It's actually a cloudy day where I am. It might actually rain, so let's not hope for that. Today, I have with me a guest who I deem is funny, probably likes candy. It is Hirsch Rapun. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Great to be here. Yeah, I do like candy. You do, I do like I like, yeah, cake and candy. That's that. Would, if, if I could have just cake and candy, that would be awesome.
0: Okay, all right, candy lover. Tell everybody what you do. <laughs> I'm a podcaster and a comedian
1: and a writer. I have a podcast called Truth Tastes Funny, and uh, the the inspiration for that was that. We all want to look away from the truth. We can't really stand it sometimes, but we have to take our medicine and we have to digest it. So uh, a little bit of humor, a little bit of comedy and in the face of reality. And that's what my show is. And then, uh, you know, we try to give people, bring on experts with tips for surviving. Uh, So it's kind of half, half comedy, half, uh, half conversation and the other half survival tips.
0: Okay, that leads me me to my next question. Out of all the things you've learned by doing your podcast and having all these guests on, what is a survival tip that would benefit me?
2: Uh, I think, and everybody's different, but I, I would say that cartwheels are probably an excellent stress reducer for you. If you cartwheel.
1: just, if you're about to go into a situation, you're a little nervous, just do a cartwheel. All you'll think about is not breaking your stem Yeah, and you'll just flip, flip over like that. And as soon as you land on your feet, you'll be ready for anything and all the fear and preconceptions will be gone. So that's the best advice that, that I think I have from some of these interviews I've been doing.
0: Did you interview like a, like a gymnast? person or something? Like a gymnast?
1: <laughs> no, well, I have, but I but this was not a gymnast. This was a speaking coach, a public speaking coach. And, um, and she had some tips about physical activities that you can do. Push-ups, sit-ups, things like that. So if everybody picks a certain activity that gets them out of their head and then goes into the situation in the public situation, they can Bypass that trigger that kind of makes us
2: freeze when we get nervous.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I look nervous
2: to you? No. No. I think that uh that in the journey to be engaging and authentic,
1: sometimes we get nervous. I still mm-hmm. get stage fright when I when I'm doing something I don't know what it is. Like if it's the first time I'm doing something, I get yeah.
2: nervous.
0: Yeah no good, good i so prior to me speaking to you now, I did a little bit of research, and I think that helped calm the nerves. I will admit I do get nervous okay. from time to time, but lately you know it's just the more you do things the the more confident you'll be so that's let that be a lesson to all the young people, all the people in life doing whatever they're they are afraid of. Yeah, do, do yep. what you're afraid to do, and you will be so much happier and not afraid. That's my point.
1: Yeah. So what kind of research did you, where are you doing?
0: Oh, I went on your website. I yeah. looked at all the stuff you did. I wrote a bunch of notes. You know, I had to come prepared, you know, like this is, this is harsh. Like, I can't.
2: I
1: appreciate. Can't it. play
0: around. Like I, t- I, t- I take this shit <laughs> serious. You know, crazy. Right. But yeah, I, <laughs> I was surprised to find out that you do streetwear. Yeah. Yeah. Tell. tell yeah, me about I was
2: that. surprised too. I was surprised too, only because um, when you think of
1: streetwear. You think of fashion, in a lot of cases these days, you think of high fashion. So many luxury brands have kind of taken over the streetwear space. Yeah. And my business partner in that venture, the Kosher Brand, it's called the Kosher Brand, kosherbrand.com, has been a retailer for 30 years. So he started the store Sporty LA on Melrose in Los Angeles. And he's been involved in the sneaker game forever and fashion and and arts and street art and all that stuff. And, and to me, he showed me one day a hat with the word kosher on it. And it just read to me like legit. You know, yeah. when everyone says, oh, keep keep it kosher or is that kosher? It's all, it means it's all good. It's all legit. And I and I was on board and I wanted to be involved in any way I could to help bring this brand to life. And over COVID, over the lockdown and quarantines, we had time to develop this feel-good, inclusive, unifying, kind, and uh, and human brand. So I really came to streetwear through the humanism, the humanism, and uh, and the unity, not so much the fashion part of it. In fact. I think a lot of what we're doing now, we're working with some great street artists. Um, I think what we're trying to do is kind of bring the streetwear back to the street yeah. and make it more more accessible for everybody and not be about uh, limited drops and scarcity. You know, that's appealing, but it's like, that's not the message of the brand.
0: Yeah. So you're trying to spread good vibes.
1: Good vibes, yeah. Our most popular... Uh, style is the is the tie dye kind of hippie style stuff, and I, both with kids and with adults. And I think that's because people love that free flowing, open. You know, you never see a a tie dye and think, "Man, what an asshole!" You know, yeah. it's like it's
2: like they're they're just bringing good vibes.
0: Yeah, good vibes only on
2: on this show. Or mm-hmm. do you?
0: eat kosher?
2: I was raised
1: um, Orthodox Jewish, so I, I did eat kosher as a young person all the way up until almost 30. I think I was pretty strictly kosher, but I found a lot of the restrictions too limiting in terms of how I could enjoy my life and how I could enjoy other cultures. And so I loosened things up so the brand doesn't have anything to do with the with the with the dietary laws, in fact, it, it kind of turns the idea around to make it a more universal understanding of kosher. Yeah, you know, uh, treat treating people right, um, being kind and being decent and being honest.
2: So that that's comes from that culture, but without the restriction. Hmm. Okay. That is that's interesting. Do you? Do you wear
0: those clothes? Like, do you wear it?
2: I do wear. I do
1: wear kosher. I get a lot of comments. I'm not wearing kosher right now, although that's that's one of our new hats. The, it's all nice. good is our tagline. It's all good. The all in caps. So I have the stuff around, and I I like I wear the hats, mm-hmm. and um and I there's a t shirt that we have that has kosher in 15 different languages, and I I wear that a lot, and I always get comments. Because it's not just a, a Jewish person who would see it in Hebrew, it's someone who would see it in Arabic or someone would see it in uh, in Armenian or they would see it in Japanese, and they would they would relate to it from that from their own point of view, so that was the idea
2: of having kosher in so many different languages. Okay.
0: What is the next step for kosher?
1: Well, the next step is that um in about a month, we're going to launch a our first official collab and we haven't announced who the artists are yet, but there's street artists from Los Angeles and we're going to uh, launch a uh, a t-shirt that is uh, a piece of art that's co- created in collaboration by these two artists and um, and that we we're supporting the artists and um, that will be our our first big product launch i think so far we've created product ourselves we've designed it ourselves in-house we've worked with a lot of street artists on street art and on murals and in a campaign but not to create the new product so this is the first product that's coming out that's designed by
0: artists
2: so we're excited about that
1: Yeah,
0: yeah yeah that sounds really exciting like do you like street art Are you, like, into that?
2: Yeah. 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 For the first year
1: uh, before we launched the brand officially, which which we really did just in the beginning of this year, for a year we had a, uh, uh, there's a place called the Fame Yard on Melrose, right across from Fairfax High, and we have artists come there from all over the world to paint murals and People come over like a thousand people a day, fifteen hundred people a day will come and do Instagram photos there. Yeah. And um and we did uh we had a mural that one artist created for kosher, but we didn't turn it into product. We just made it like a kind of a happening where people from the neighborhood came around, people would watch the artists work, and um and then uh and then we would film it, videotape it, put the videos on the web, put it on our Instagram, and just kind of like start to slowly roll out this vibe of mm-hmm. the kosher brand being in touch
0: with the street street art community. That's awesome. Street art's so dope.
2: Yeah, Good vibes
0: all around. Yeah. Sounds like.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, I'll throw you a curveball. Seems like... Okay. You're answering these questions really... You're really on top of it, so... Yeah, let me think of something. If you were an animal,
2: what would you be? What animal would I be? Yeah, because if you say if I were an animal, what would I be? I
1: would probably say hungry or tired. That's probably the, the two options of what I would be if I were an animal. But that's more what I would feel if I were an animal.
2: I think. I think probably. I think probably a rabbit, uh-huh, yeah, I see never
1: really thought
0: about it before, yeah, is it because because I,
1: I like dogs, but
0: they're docile yeah. or they're not like predators. do you feel yeah. not aggressive
1: yeah i'm definitely not I'm definitely not a predator type of animal or a uh, like an alpha male type of animal i'm yeah. more i'm more funny and 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 uh but i think i'm quick but like you know how rabbits sometimes hop around you don't know where they're going and they don't really know where they're going yeah i think that's that's kind of like i could see myself do that we were watching fireworks and for fourth of july and a a rabbit hopped onto the field that we were on and then hopped in front of us and hopped away and i was like. Now that I think in retrospect, yeah, that's kind of what I would do. I would like hop into front of somebody's space and perform for a minute and then like hop away.
2: Yeah. Okay. And they they'd be like, that that was a that rap it was it was cute. That was the, that's what they would so
0: do you imagine yourself as like a bug's bunny?
2: No. No, definitely not Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's too too needy. He's
1: annoying. He's he's uh, narcissistic. Bugs Bunny's a little, too narcissistic. I've had Bugs Bunny moments, but I'm not really a Bugs Bunny rabbit. I'm more of a uh, the rabbit from uh, Sophia the First from the cartoon kids show Sophia the First. I can't remember his name, but
0: I relate more to that rabbit. Okay. I don't know what that is, so I'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, interesting. You know what? I'd be. I'm sure
2: there's a fa- I, Yeah. What would you? Well, what would you be? I'd be a tiger. You would? Yeah. Why? Why do you see yourself as a tiger?
0: Tigers look so cool. They're like they're stripes. Like when you look, okay, some animals on Earth, you just gotta look at it and just be like. That's art, right there. So, and mm-hmm. they're they're like predators. They can be aggressive if they want. They look cooler than lions, I think, and they're faster. And they're just they're just dope, you know. Like, like come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't so they they eat sure, I they. think eat rabbits. Is that a thing? They could eat a rabbit. I I have no doubt about that. But do they? Who knows?
2: I don't know that they. Do I don't know, but you but you don't like to think of them as as devouring
1: those little animals. But at the same time, I mean, don't would wouldn't they go after like zebras and and uh, and uh, what do you call it the uh, the hyenas and stuff? Mm. They might. That's what lions would do: go after hyenas and zebras. But. Mm. Uh, probably don't take any shit from rabbits if i would imagine that i would imagine
2: you know they're not gonna not gonna run from a rabbit
0: okay okay you are back to the street art thing the street rap that was a good little tangent we went off on but yeah do you listen to any of the artists that work with kosher like their music
1: well, some of the artists, some of the artists um, are, are actually street artists, like they're painters, and so they don't all do music. But a lot of them do. Um, one of the one of the artists whose music is on our um, on a, a few of our videos is Andrew Cole. Andrew Cole is a singer, writer, and he's worked with a lot of really incredible artists. He had a hit. A while back with a song called colorblind you look it up you you would you would know it like when you hear it he's got this incredible voice has like somewhere between bono and and jim morrison uh and i'm not overstating it if you check him out andrew cole and um and he's got a, a charity that we also work with called i am no joke which is an anti-bully charity and uh and a uh, a really great movement, and so we've done fundraisers for his cause, and he's performed at at uh at our space and appeared in photo shoots for us so I love his music his music's always on my uh always on my thing and okay. um yeah, and then there are some great some street artists that have some uh some great music too there's another uh, street artist named Nice One, N Y S E underscore O N E, and um, and he's got some great music as well. And so uh, I find that people with with
2: artistic inclinations are often multi talented. Yeah, are often multi talented. There's another. There's another one. I want to hold on. I want to. Who was this? I was gonna. I am supposed to meet today with another, another artist. Oh, where is it? Uh oh yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway, I'll find the name later. But there's another. There's another artist named Aaron Mostow, who, uh who is known on uh, Instagram as uh, uh, Sum In One S U M I N O N E, and he's a fantastic muralist, but also a a, a novelist and a and a DJ and you know composer so we've used his music i just find all these amazing people that are within the street art community or at least connected to it in some way so even though you know i never thought of myself as an artist in that sense uh, i was more of just a comedian um it just felt it just felt so at home for me to help build a brand that is springing from that from
0: that world, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's cool because you're also bringing street artists into the twilight Are you helping them? You know, yeah. From the yeah. street to the to the web.
1: That's right. And I think I'm pretty sure you know it'll be a uh there'll be a Web three you know component. Um, you know we've been. Obviously like everybody else, looking at at you know, NFTs and what what can you do with, you know, that's that's genuinely speaking to uh to that community that's going to be of value. I mean, there's so much going on with NFTs, it's easy to get all caught up in it and then put out something and not be really informed or even speaking the right language. But it's fun to watch that. Watch that sector grow, and uh, and I definitely could see us opening a, a metaverse version of the kosher brand, you know, store, and uh, and kind of rock that out a little bit, and and bring some artists in to the metaverse to, uh, to create some art for us on the web. I think
2: that would be cool.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be next level. That would be out of this world. That would be so meta.
2: Yeah, right? You
0: you say you do comedy. You say you're a comedian. You still do that? <laughs>
1: you, say you're a comedian. you say you're a comedian. That's Jordan. No, I just tell people I'm a comedian, and then I don't have to do anything. I just tell them that I'm out there. I say, oh, yeah, I'm a comedian. Well, so in truth, though, I only have, since uh, COVID, I've really only done stand-up once because I started I got caught up in the in the streetwear brand and the podcast. And so I really didn't, you know, normally I would have been doing stand-up maybe once or twice a month,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I haven't really been doing it. But I but over the course of my life, starting from when I was really young in my twenties in New York to living in LA, um, I've done all the clubs and I've I've done shows and I've, you know, I I took the time about a decade ago, to start re- getting really, really good at stand-up again, because you know it's it it requires a lot of time and effort. It's not yeah. people can be funny, people can be funny uh, and on stage and kill. And it's it's rare. It's more likely that they've worked it out. They went and did you know a bunch of sets and it it didn't go well. They bombed and they learned something and then they tried something else. So I've been. I've been working at it, you know, my whole, my whole life in one way or another, whether I was
2: doing it a lot, doing it a little, or doing it every day. Mm-hmm. Do you think I could do stand-up? Oh, for sure. Well, first of all, there's no reason why anyone can't do
1: stand-up. There's no one who shouldn't do it. What I think a lot of people, it goes back to what we were talking about early on in the conversation. The cartwheel thing. A lot of people get really scared and then they don't do it because they think, oh, I could never do that. I can never do that. They might say the same thing about bungee jumping or, you know, skydiving or flying a plane. But they would think I could never learn how to do. You if you. If you had. A sense inside you that was like, I know who I am in this moment, I know who I am right now. Right now I'm I'm a banana or right now I'm a dude named you know named Jordan. If you if you had that that confidence in who you were in the moment, all the people watching or whoever's watching or two people watching or one or a hundred wouldn't matter. If you if you know yourself, you have a better shot. Cause you could be funny and have talent, but completely unaware of yourself. Yeah. Like You could be good at things and then be like completely self conscious or feel completely judged. That stuff's going to hold you back. Cartwheel analogy or the cartwheel exercise that I threw out in the beginning would shake you loose of that, right? So you do the cartwheel, you get on the stage, all you're thinking about is, I just did a fucking cartwheel to get to the stage. That's nuts. And then, like, you just go from there. If you, if you walk up to the mic and you start to think, okay, what am I going to, Who am I, what am I doing here? Should I be here? Am I, does that person think I'm funny? And you, you already have, have ruined the fun for
2: yourself.
0: Yeah. I I see what you're saying. So after I cartwheel onto the stage, I, I should just wing it.
1: You have to, because that's all that people are thinking. This banana just cartwheeled. Not not this dude just walked up dressed like a banana because that already they're gonna judge that however they judge that which is fine. Yeah. But if you do the cartwheel, they think, "Holy shit! Okay this this banana cartwheels." Yeah, because they're not gonna say I saw another cartwheel, another cartwheeling banana. You know, at, at Comedy Cellar. They're going to, they may say, I saw a, a dude dress as a banana, but they're not going to say that I saw him cartwheel onto the stage. And, and it forces you to, to, to think on your feet.
0: True. You know, true. Basically. They're like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. Yeah. I'm intrigued where it can go from here.
1: I would, I would take into consideration, and this is the kind of person I am, which I worry too much, but I would. Take into consideration the fact that you're wearing glasses, because you don't want to have that become an issue.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: do the cartwheel, the glasses fly off. Now you got to figure out where they are. Some schmuck in the front row has to hand you your glasses, and like you don't want that because yeah. you want the thing to be that you cartwheeled. So beforehand, you get you know some of those glasses that our parents made us wear when we were little, so our glasses wouldn't fall off get the little athletic uh, sports end. it goes on your glasses that way when you do the cartwheel the glasses stay on nobody sees anything nothing comes off
0: I think that's perfectly logical I don't think that yeah. you're worrying too yeah, much. I think that's legit you have to okay, worry good. about these things if you want to succeed there's like so many things that so many nuances that people don't think about that yeah. goes into everything so I definitely see what you're saying and I hate glasses they literally you see me adjusting them while, while you're talking yeah. and it's like uh they're tiring but yeah i, I
1: know well, i wore mine i wore mine to fit in with you today mm-hmm. i usually wear contact lenses when i record but i actually didn't i didn't change into my contact lenses today oh, wow. i would look like this but i can't even see what what this looks what the, i look like now yeah. i can now i can see what i
2: look like but mm-hmm.
1: But I'm not. I don't love the glasses as an all day, everyday thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't wear glasses when I perform stand up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's another thing. Like that suggests a certain thing, which yeah. could be your image, but it like suggests an image. It's yeah. like why why you know I'm not trying to seem intelligent or seem like a like a teacher or or some or or a book. Book person, or yeah. you know,
0: I'm so yeah. You're a comedian, not a book author. A comedian, I'm not an author.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. No, Although wait, I'm writing a, I'm writing a book. Oh, I'm really? Writing a book, so I, I will be an author. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know
0: if you want to get into it, but what are you writing about?
2: Can't
1: really give it. A, I can't give it away because because if I give away the hook of. What I' figured out to do it will, you know, so so many people watch this show that it will definitely be stolen. Uh, I'm not saying that anyone in particular in your audience is a thief. I'm just saying they mm-hmm. would love the idea and they'd go, "Oh shit, I have to do that." They may have more time than I do, yeah. so they may get their book out first. But the, the, the way that I do know it won't get stolen is that I can tell you that it's based on my life. Mm-hmm. So it's based on my life and and um, and uh and all I'll say is that my primary goal in writing the book is to work through all of my problems and fears, and if I accomplish that and the book sucks, I'll be happy. If I accomplish that and the book is incredibly entertaining
2: and becomes a bestseller and i'll feel more happy. Yeah. That's the goal, right? Just to be, to make yourself happy. Yeah. Well, the goal, the goal is, is, is
1: supposed to be financial independence. The goal is supposed to be, to be rich. Like you hear that all the time or, you know, I don't know. Did your parents try to drill into your head that you should be rich or make a lot of money?
0: Yeah, go to college, be a doctor, make money. That was the only way.
1: Right.
2: And and then how did you respond to
0: that? Sure. Well, I responded by going to college. And now that I'm grown up and thinking about it, and in college, I have doubts. And now I'm like... Mm -hmm. I don't think this is the only pathway to
2: success. So, yeah. You know. Still
0: working things out.
2: That's Well, then there you kind of already learned
1: a really big lesson, which is that there are a lot of right things that you can do, but they aren't the only thing you can do. Did your do your parents have a specific profession they think that you should go into?
0: Well, it used to be doctor, and now I did not Yeah, I guess as recent years, it was uh, just like starting a business or learning business or lawyer, even you know those, right? Those boring jobs. Yeah, you know?
1: or or a nutritionist. They might they might look at you now and say, "Okay, at least let him become a nutritionist." He's he's dressed as a banana. He he can go in and teach kids how to eat healthy. And uh, you know, that that would be a good job. It's almost like being a teacher, almost like being a doctor. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a scientist. Also, so you say, look, I you know, the only thing with the banana that I I can't see necessarily fitting is law. Don't know that a lawyer would I don't know where bananas and lawyers Fit in. And it, fit, it fits in with almost
0: any other profession. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Or, okay, hear yeah, about. Hear me out, Hirsch. Okay? Yeah. You just gave me an idea for a new job. I could okay. literally just dress up and just be a ba Well, I am a banana, but I could be the banana for other people. Get what I'm saying? Like, if they have a party, if they need someone oh, to, yeah. to comfort them, I'm there
2: yeah now, okay, well, I'll tell you what I like it, I like it, and I think that i was,
1: now where did the Jordan mode come from?
0: oh, so I was named after Michael Jordan, the goat of basketball, uh-huh. and right so it's so the thing is, right? have you seen that meme where where he where he's like, he takes it personal. Have you seen that? Where he just gets mad when he, that's why he's the goat, because he gets uh, mad enough to be competitive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So that's like, yeah. What I based it off upon. Because I, I just, yeah. you know, I just wanna, I have drive, Irish.
2: Jordan mode. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking you could, you
1: could make that company banana a la mode. Because it's like that would technically be like a b- banana with ice cream on it. But the idea is that you know you're you're the banana wherever there's a you know a party or a banana wherever banana's needed. You know, mm. there's tons of
2: businesses you can start with the name banana. That's you know? true. Oh
0: my god! You know, you've just given me a lot of ideas, and I may have reached enlightenment. Um, so thank you.
2: You're
1: welcome. That's that's what I do. I'm an idea person, but it's up to you to
2: run with the idea. You know,
0: all right.
2: Right. That's that's the that's the key. Okay. I don't know if I asked you this, but wait, what advice would you yourself, Hirsch, give me a 21 year old? I've already given you a lot of good advice.
1: So we we have to, you know, I've given you the cartwheel advice, I've given you all kinds of good advice. But if I had to boil it down and give you one one really, really solid piece of advice is to wake up it wake up in the morning. And when you're about to go do whatever it is that you're gonna do, look in the mirror and say,
2: is this who I am? Because if you're being your authentic self, and let's say let's say
1: you know you're you're doing some deliveries, you're you're working for a, a produce a supermarket, and they've given you that you took this idea with the banana thing, and they go, yeah, we need you to to drive around and drop off everybody's you know, uh vegetables, and we'll pay you this much. But you you like that? You think this is great? I'm out there. I'm putting myself out there. I'm showing my, my face and my banana around the neighborhood, and I, it's good for my image, and I feel good, and they, they treat me nicely, and they're paying me well, and they respect me. and I, Then when you look in the mirror, you're like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. I'm a dude who's doing something that probably no one else ever did, and I'm having fun doing yeah. it. And it's a step in my career. If you aren't happy with, with the role And you are not seeing the value in it, but somehow out of fear or desperation or uh, just clouded thinking, you've chosen to do something and you say to yourself, "Okay, no. Oh, Jordan, this is not who I am. I got to go. I got to fix this. I got to be myself.
2: So think that little gut check every day. Is this who I am? Not. Not do I suck? Is
1: this wrong? You know, uh, am I uh, do? Am I am I good? Am I bad? Am I good enough? Am I smart? It's not that. None of those things matter. It's am I? Is this who I am? Is this who I am? And because who you want to be or where you want to go, you got to get there first. Yeah. So you can't look in the mirror and go, you know, am I the? am I the most famous podcaster in the world? Because that's not, that's an accomplishment, not who you are. If you say, is this who I am? This, this guy, right? That I'm looking at, is this who I am? And if it's not, you just change it. Just change whatever is not you about it.
0: Wow. Words of wisdom. Yeah. It does take baby steps to go to where you want to be. And that's right. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I feel like people don't tell you about. Like when you set a goal like way far into the future, you don't get there by just you know being I don't passive. You're if you're not focusing on get doing the steps needed required every day to get to that goal.
2: Yeah,
1: ever hear you ever hear like uh, sitting in a room and there's this loud crash and you turn around. And there, there's a, a lamp or something that's
2: been knocked over. And there's a baby sitting there. And he just looks at you. And you wonder yourself, how did he get there? Right? Yeah. he was over there. How did he get to that baby step? Yeah, And you know what they say? Slow and steady wins the race. That's a throwback. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it always helps to run a little bit at the end. Oh yeah, totally. When you get when
1: you get right to it, right before the end. Just give it, a, just give it something. You know, yeah, don't yeah. just slow,
2: slow, just hump sprint. it the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Do a little sprint at the end. Sprint at the end does hurt. You want to do a rap battle? Sure. Okay, I'll go first. Are you sure? Well, I don't know how to to do you do you beatbox,
1: or you or you're just rapping. Oh, we're just we're just like rapping. No, no beat. without a beat. Oh, without a beat, I can do yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, okay. rap battling. It- you,
0: you would you insult the other person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rapping. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right.
0: Hersh <sighs> rapoon, you look like Andy Circus. Your jokes are not funny. You're a clown from the circus. You don't eat kosher. You're a fraud. You're as big and built as an ox. Except my mom is more stubborn than you. And that's just the truth. You post daily, three times a day.
2: How much time do you have? That's crazy. The truth tastes funny.
0: And this isn't really lucky. But if your mouth coincides with money, then you don't have
2: any. Thank you. Your turn. Wow. It's hard to beat. I don't know. That's
1: You really, really <laughs> snuck up on me with that one. You snuck up on me with that. <laughs> Okay,
2: let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. All right, okay. 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 You asked me a question, Jordan Mode.
1: You asked what kind of animal I'd be. Well, I'd say you're a toad because you're hopping around every day on a pad, but you got no idea whether it's good or it's bad. You're just hopping and bopping, Snap out your tongue and hope for an insect and hope you don't run, but can't guarantee that you're going to get fed. Oh, I sound like Christopher Walken. It sounds like, I'm telling you, you're going to be bad. I, I'm really just saying, I like what you do. I like the banana. I like the glasses, too. I don't think you suck. Nobody's perfect. So don't be too down on yourself, Jordan Mode. Just don't be a jerk off.
0: <laughs> wow, that was good. That was better <laughs> than other people's than my other guests, so
2: <laughs> Well I'd that's good. I don't know who they are, so but, far. but I'll take it. Yeah. Alright. Right, right yeah. on. Okay. That's great.
0: No, but seriously, you post uh daily content three times a day?
1: I don't any longer. I did I did during lockdown. I had three times daily comedy on Instagram and I I actually did probably posted I posted more than 300 videos. So probably I more than 3 in a day. I don't I don't know for sure but like they're up there and there's there's a lot of people that haven't seen them yet. So it, mm-hmm. the way I look at it is anyone who wants three videos a day should go to 3 3x 3x daily comedy on Instagram and they can just start there. They they just start watching. They can watch three a day, and when they when they want more, they can tell me.
0: Okay, all right. You you had a out. nice you had a nice Christopher Walken impression. I was surprised.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, You know How I learned that? How this is no joke. I I learned I I we call it sleepwalking because I was trying to do a Christopher Walken impression, and we were on a a photo shoot for a client that I was working with. And I was like, I can't do walking. I just don't know how to do it. And I listened. I watched movies. And, I, and that, that whole night, I played um, movies or something. I was just played recordings of Christopher Walken all night long while I slept. And then I woke up in the morning and I could do it. So that was my, I've been able to do it ever since. That was about, Dang. I don't know, 10 years ago.
0: Oh, that was, that was ten it was, years ago? Okay. Like right. Ten years ago, yeah.
1: but So, that's a long time to go without
2: doing it. You know, I've been alive longer than I've been doing walking. So, you know. You've been doing walking for way longer
0: than you've been walking?
2: <laughs> no, for... I've been walking for way longer than I've been doing walking. Okay. I mean. <laughs> All right. The truth tastes funny. Is that a fact? I think so. I think so. I think it's I think it's pretty pretty dead on. I mean, don't you?
1: You're no, twenty one, yeah. so what do you think
0: about the about the truth? So I think Life is a tragedy. Life is shit. But the truth, that means the truth tastes funny. Isn't that ironic?
2: <laughs> well,
1: there's funny weird. There's like, does the truth taste funny like it tastes weird? And then there's funny like, come on, you got to laugh at it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it fits everything. You know, I definitely, when I thought of the phrase, I thought of it being like, you know, you, you taste something and you go, wow, that tastes funny. Yeah. But obviously being a comedian and, and and wanting to laugh at things a little bit, it was like, yeah, it's also, come on, you, you can't take this seriously. You know, sometimes I, I see some of the terrible things that are happening in the world, but I look at some of the people who are perpetrating them and some, sometimes I feel like they, well, you can't can't be serious like people who will defend their actions or their or their points of view and i everybody's entitled their point of view but i would just you can't you can't be serious you can't even believe that that point of view that's ridiculous so that's it and that's our that's for us to each person to decide what's ridiculous
0: no yeah yeah we we judge based on our own experiences and stuff Which leads me to my next question. Yeah. This has nothing to do with that, but I did want to get into your time as a creative director. What does that entail? Sure. Uh,
2: Well, creative direction
1: is, um, in large part, it encompasses both copywriting and art direction. So it, it encompasses the visual part, of, let's say, an advertisement, uh, advertisement or a campaign and the words, the copy. My my specialty is copywriting. But I think when you get elevated to the, to the role of creative director, it simply means that you're overseeing a project or you're helping to shape it and guide it. But I'm not the visual artist in terms, of, uh, in terms of the look of something, I'll collaborate with visual artists and, uh, and try to bring the words to life. But yeah. for me, it's, it's, been, it's been about working with brands and having an ear, the same way I do would do impressions or dialects or things like that, have an ear for brand voice. So I know what brand wants to sound like when they're explaining themselves to me or when I get their personality. I can write in their voice it's almost like i can do an impression of a brand and i can make their voice say things that they want to say they just don't know what words
2: to use
0: okay yeah that's uh it's copywriting i feel like in a yeah. nutshell so what would taco yeah. bell say
1: <laughs> taco bell well what they would have to say to me is we want to change our image like now they they have really changed their image over over uh you know over the last maybe 6 or 7 years where they've gone very big right yeah. they've gone very like big movie feel all of this all of this stuff so really i think the next step for them would be to sound like arnold schwarzenegger or something because i don't think there's don't think there's a bigger action icon, really, yeah. if you play it right than Schwarzenegger. You have all the Marvel universe and you have all those modern characters, and you have Stallone who's thinking of more be thought of as Rocky, not as a not as a superhero or or a, or an action, you know. Think there's you know, something about Schwarzenegger. So all you really need, all, all you really need is Schwarzenegger. Saying Yotchiaro Taco Bell, and then that's it. You brought back Yokiero Taco Bell, which they, which I, I think they're not really in that mode right now. Yeah, they're more in the movie trailer mode. And you, and you make it simple. Don't spend a lot of money. Don't waste a lot of money. And don't even show Schwarzenegger's face. Show a bunch of destruction and crazy shit behind him, and then have the Taco Bell store lit up and show him from behind, and he walks up. You kind of get the Terminator feel from that. He walks up, you don't even see his face, and you just hear him say, Yo, Kiaro Taco Bell. And then, then, that's it. And then they have their little sound stinger, and boom, new campaign.
0: Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that was creative director Hirsch Rafoon. Everyone give a round of applause. I'm going to clap. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you should. Yeah, thank you. That was good stuff. Stop.
1: Thank you. Let's hear it for Jordan mode.
0: Yeah. Let's Thanks it. guys. Do you have any questions for me?
2: Uh well I would say my question would be you've got all this, you're doing all this. What uh
1: what's missing? What do you feel do you feel there are some pieces of the personal puzzle that you're still trying to figure out
0: of my life or the podcast?
1: Oh, the podcast, what you want to accomplish, what what where your what you're doing your life, where your life is going, like is there anything you feel you need to uh, like man, I wish I could crack this one thing open and figure this one
0: thing out. Yeah, I guess I want to I just want to know where I- where I'll be in the next few months, or if I'll still go to college, or mm. if who knows? Like I'm, I'm so focused on this podcast. Like I, I want to eventually become better, more established than Joe Rogan, and I have a long way to go. I know, but what I do have right now is that I need the funds to improve. With equipment and you know, get editors and stuff, so I don't have to edit as much, and probably like whip out more episodes every week. And you know, I just want to grow and yeah, you know, I just want to. So you gotta
2: you need to start. Yeah, you got to monetize this a little bit so it can pay for itself. You
1: can start getting a staff together, but that's good. That's where you should. So you should be. You should be looking at. How many people are are hearing and seeing you? And is it enough? And are there ways for more people to to see you? Um, you know, is this platform enough? You want are you I know you have YouTube, you know. Are you is it is this is that all enough, or do you need another platform
0: that's gonna kind of round it out? I feel like the problem with having many platforms or no let me start over the problem with me not wanting to go on any other different platforms right now is because I used to do that in the past but it was it's just like I didn't see any growth on those ones and that was it was too spread out I felt like so but I feel like I'm trying to focus more on Instagram and YouTube to build a following there first and yeah. the majority of my audience are, like, they're young people. Like, they know h- how to use the internet. Yeah. And those people use those uh socials. So when I, like, have a bigger following, I'll definitely go back to having other uh, social media. But for now, I think I just want to stick to Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. and And is this, is your
1: podcast, is this... On, like, you know, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, you know, yeah. uh, Spotify, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you doing to push it out to those places? Push it out to the, the
2: for the downloads?
0: I'm trying to, like, to get people to listen to the episodes themselves. I'm trying to, like, make yeah. posts on social media that are, like, like, clips, you know? Clips mm-hmm. on Instagram because right. a lot of people watch reels. I found out like you just scroll yeah. up and down, yeah. and I'm like, those are actually the things that actually started getting views for me. Everything else I've tried has just not been working. So that's like the start for me. I feel like so i feel like if I can like make better reels or I can like slowly yeah. get more and more followers and get slowly more traction to go to my YouTube or Spotify to download or whatever, you know?
2: Oh, what we can do is we can
1: cross promote a little bit cross promote our shows. Take, take this content that we've created today and cut it up and create some really fun action videos and fun stuff that we can both use. And, uh, you know, I do think that that, I think that that's, Think you're on the right track. Um, you know, I I am part of a network of podcasters where some of the other podcasters have more uh downloads than I do because I've only been doing it a little while, and so we kind of help each other and they they can provide guidance and stuff. I think it's hard to do it alone, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's hard to do stuff alone. That's that that is hard. So, but we can talk more about that. You definitely I really
0: like have the show. To be, I love being on it. Thank you. You definitely have to be either really lucky to blow up or you'd need like teamwork to like grow. Yeah. So
1: and I would bet more on teamwork. I would bet more on teamwork than luck. Luck is fine. It's, if you're putting yourself in the right spot, then the luck is more likely to happen. In other words, you can't sit in a room with all the doors locked and the lights out. And be like, why didn't I win the lottery? <laughs> you have to go out and buy a ticket, right? So it's like, if you're doing all this stuff, then the possibility of of being, um, you know, the possibility of being uh, uh, blowing up, having some good fortune is there. But the teamwork is definitely going to going to make make a difference, make a big difference. That's my that's my belief.
0: No, definitely, yeah, yeah. Well. You heard it here first, folks. I guess the Hearst <laughs> Jordan team has finally been established.
2: Yep. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. There will be goats. Oh,
0: we will. Future goats in the making. We'll
2: be the goats.
1: I'm i I'm committed this this time around with this show and this and my truth tastes funny. I'm committed to building an empire too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's it's really just it is a, a switch that goes off in your mind, and it could happen at 21. And I've done a lot of from 21 till now, but it's like there's special things that happen at special times, and you know. So. Yeah, I think we'll do it. Just got to stay at it.
0: No, yeah. As long as we don't give up, we can never fail. Or you know, as long if we stop, that's the greatest failure. So as long as we don't do that, we'll be fine. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Do you have anything you would like to shout out or shout out all your stuff?
2: Shout
1: out all my stuff. Well, I shout out Truth Tastes Funny, which they can find the podcast Truth Tastes Funny with Hersh Repoon anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can find out more about me at you'll uh, See my performance stuff, which, as we said, I haven't been doing. Enough of and of course, please go to the dot com and check out our vibe over there. Our streetwear brand. Check out our vibe. Grab some grab some gear and you know follow it and follow what's happening there. Been purposely a little quiet in twenty twenty two. We started a nonprofit called the Keep It Kosher Project, which is going to be doing great things in uh, in the next uh, you know within the next year. But we did take a little hype time down to work on that and to do these collabs. So that's my big shout out, the kosher brand, because I'm very proud of its message and, and what we're doing. And then, of course, check out Truth Tastes Funny and get your get your weekly dose of, uh, of sanity and insanity.
0: Awesome. Hear that, everyone? Check out Kosher Truth Tastes Funny. I had a blast. Did you have me
1: fun? Me too. It was great. Jordan, thank you. Thank you so much for having
0: me on. Of course. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And especially the people who are eating kosher, this one goes out to you. <laughs>